I have a question. Do you believe in yourself? In your ability to create, deliver, achieve? In your own strength and determination? Or are you riddled with self-doubt, fear, a niggling suspicion that you're in over your head? If it's the latter, you're not alone. Think of yourself as an entrepreneurial project, as your own personal gap in the market. There's so much room for error, if you will, in the entrepreneurial space that you're constantly wondering if you're making the right decisions, if what you're doing is worth it or worthy. If that is you, we have some suggestions as to how you might start to overcome crippling self-doubt, and one of them is to give yourself a bit of a break. One of the things that I like to try and do is think in favor of myself before I think against myself. Doing the work of learning to believe in yourself and your value in this world is not only necessary to becoming successful, it can also be life-changing. Getting to know yourself and uncovering what is true for you is a beautiful thing. Self-belief is the first step to giving yourself permission to succeed in all parts of life, but especially your career. Somebody else out there who is less capable, who doesn't have the skill set that you have, they are valuing themselves at a much higher rate. They are believing in themselves and they are asking for it. And guess what? They are also getting it. So, what is the attitude you should adopt to express this newfound belief in yourself? Nobody's going to give you anything. Walk in there just like a mediocre white man and ask for what he would ask for. You won't know, though, if you always play it safe. You're listening to the Survival A to Z, Strategies to Thrive, from business for life. Each episode, we explore an idea or concept that my guest has chosen from a list of words I've given them based on what I know about them. I'm Alison Hogg, and my guest today is the media maven Ayana Angel from New York. Ayana created Maisie Productions when she became disillusioned with life as a celebrity promoter and literally launched herself into a new industry with which she was fascinated, but not particularly familiar. Her podcast, Switch, Pivot or Quit, is a fascinating exploration of the catalysts she and her guests have experienced that have forced them to reevaluate, take stock and direct attention away from the normal and expected toward brave new worlds in their business, career or personal life. Ayana, welcome. Thank you. It is so good to have you here. Absolutely. Um, Ayana, the first concept you chose was self-belief. I think self is fairly self-explanatory, but belief is an interesting one because it really does mean different things to different people. It can be a conviction of truth, a faith, or even it can mean confidence and trust. But the belief in self is so often lacking, especially when we're younger. And conviction in what we believe, our value system, can feel vague and loose. So my first question for you really is, what do you think is the main obstacle to self-belief, to those that confidence in our own judgment, in what we believe in? What do you think stops people being brave about their own belief? I would have to say that, well, first let me say thank you for having me, Allison. And I would have to say, I think the main obstacle is your upbringing your background. Those are our foundations. And when you have the foundation that does not nurture a environment for self-belief, for confidence, when those types of things aren't even discussed, it makes it really hard as you get older to really 
understand what it is to believe in yourself and to operate in a way that shows confidence and that displays confidence. And, you know, I've been realizing that a lot of people now who are raising their children, they're a lot more intentional with creating an environment for kids to be confident and for them to have that self-belief. And even if they don't have it right away, for the, to nurture them in a way that allows it to be created with uh, mantras or giving them... Um, giving them affirmations to say, giving them practices to do, like such as just getting in front of the mirror and saying things to themselves like, I am smart, I am capable, I am beautiful, I am confident. All those things that you think it may sound a little hokey and a little like, oh, really? But as a kid, when you're trained that way, it sticks with you. So you go out into this world with a different level of confidence and with a different outlook. And I think that that plays into why so many of us as adults seek the self-help community in space. Why is it? Because we're trying to help ourselves be better. We're trying to find a confidence. We're trying to find something that we didn't believe that we actually had before. And we're trying to create it in ourselves now as adults. And a lot of that is retraining our thinking. So I think that that self-belief starts from a young age and it starts from an environment of confidence and of building you up. And if you don't have that, you have to find it and create it somewhere along the way. And it can be challenging for a lot of us because it's a, it's a matter of retraining yourself. And I think part of the challenge probably is also that genuine difficulty in admitting to yourself that you didn't have the best, perhaps, you know, start in life, mm -hmm. because we all want to think so well of our parents because our parents are such a reflection of us. Right. How they are is reflected in us as people. Mm -hmm. And so it can be incredibly difficult to admit that that your parents were normal, fallible human beings, mm -hmm. didn't always get it right, mm -hmm. sometimes got it very wrong, and that that some of the things that they did were so wrong that you're not going to repeat them. You're going to do something different. And that, that, that's actually massively difficult to admit to Absolutely. ourselves. Isn't Absolutely. it? Yeah. That's, that becomes something that you now have to work through in addition to building yourself up for that self-belief, for that confidence, for that self-esteem. It's also now working through those feelings of, gosh, why didn't they? But sometimes it's realizing that they didn't know any better. And, they, and you're unforgiving them for it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's I think I think um, I heard someone saying and it's so true. You know, you can be forgiven what happened to you as a child, mm -hmm. but it's time for you to take responsible responsibility for what's happened to you as an adult. So it's yeah. about um, accepting that those two realities sit side by side mm -hmm. and that that is, you know, is fine. Of course, the opposite of self-belief is self-doubt. Mm. And this is incredibly paralyzing, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. Do you think, do you ever still experience self-doubt? You know? I do. Um, I don't think it shows up in the same way that it used to. I think it shows up 
a little different in that I ask myself questions now. So it's not just this reoccurring reel that's saying you can't or you shouldn't or why even try. It's not that. It's more a question related to a specific situation, maybe. And I have to realize when those types of things are happening and then check myself and say, but why not? But why not me? You know, and that that goes back to what we were talking about before. But with the retraining of your mind and the way that you approach things. And one of the things that I like to try and do is think in favor of myself before I think against myself. And I try to remind myself that when I'm having those thoughts of doubt, you know, when I'm questioning what I'm doing, but being in this, this entrepreneurial freelancer type of independent space, it brings a lot of room for those questions. I think even more so than a person would have daily if they were just working, you know, in a corporate space, working for someone else. It, it There's so much room for error, if you will, in the entrepreneurial space that you're constantly wondering if you're making the right decisions, if you're making an impact, if people are actually listening, if, you know, people are um, gravitating to what you're saying, if what you're doing is worth it or worthy, you know, and there's not always this cheerleading squad behind you to say, yes, keep going. You're doing the right thing or this is making an impact. So at some point you do have to find to have a set of things that you sort of tap into to reassure yourself, whether that be your own personal mantras, whether that be people that you can trust, whether it be something that you lean on to read that you trust, whatever it is, you have to create something that can be that boost of energy for you that you need and that boost of positivity that says, no, keep going. You can do it. For a lot of people, it's their faith. It's their religious faith. You know, you have to have something that you turn to and that you can lean on that can help you in those moments where you're doubting yourself. And do you think it's possible as well, I wonder, to have too much (laughs) self-belief So sometimes, you know, that it's un- it's finding that balance, isn't it? I mean, as you get older, like I'm ancient, okay? So, oh, so I, <laughs> well, you know, really for many people are like, wow. Um, you know, so so I've lived such a long time that that I can look back and say that was an unrealistic belief that I could get that thing done. Or that was an unfair self-doubt that I couldn't get that thing done. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, there is also a balance, isn't there, to be struck between those two sides? Because what we don't want to do is obviously create a generation of complete narcissists who think that they all can rule the world. Right. Because quite simply, you just can't. Right. Um, um, so there's, and I think it's also about realizing that when things go wrong, mm-hmm that's not necessarily all on you. Mm-hmm. But yet you must also learn to take responsibility for some parts of it, mm-hmm. but not for all. And and understand that the that the belief in self is the belief perhaps, I guess, that you have the right. You have the right to try. Mm-hmm. At the very least, mm-hmm. you have the right to try. Is that correct? Yes, I absolutely agree. And I think it's when you try, you're able to 
experience some things that will help you in the next decision that you need to make. You know, you may have this grand idea and you may try it and you realize what didn't work. And the next time your idea may be just as grand, but you've now pulled away some things that help give you perspective to say, okay, if I approach it this way, it may work. If I don't approach it this way, or if I go into it not considering certain things, this will not work. So I think that there is, a, I think you're absolutely right. There is a healthy balance that you must strike because we're not all capable of all things. We like to say that in the way that we want to have self-belief, yes. right? You can do want, anything. Yes. You can be whatever. But the truth is, no, you can't. Yeah, you can't. I can't be an Olympic athlete. It's right. not possible. Right. It's not going to work. You we, know? we have to have the best will in the world. <laughs> right. We yeah. have to have some realistic perspective, you know, and I think that you're right. And I'm glad that you bring up the point about, you know, creating an environment of whether it be narcissists or just unrealistic thinkers who are just out here in this world trying to do any and everything and none of it is working and sticking. Right. Like we don't want that. But we do want to recognize that maybe the limitations that were put on generations past, especially, I'm going to say, especially for Black people. For Black people, there was a lot of limiting beliefs in our community, and a lot of that was societal related. Our ancestors and our family were, were made to believe that we could only do certain things. We can only show up in certain capacities, especially professionally. So to a degree, you had to be unrealistic compared to what your parents thought was possible so that you can go further and do more and do bigger things. But you also have to have a realistic perspective in terms of what your real skill set is. And I think that's where getting to know yourself and uncovering what is true for you is a beautiful thing because once you start to get to know yourself more, you start to really understand what you're capable of, the things that go beyond what you thought you were capable of and the things that you realize, this is not my strength. Because, I'm, because I know myself better, I know this is not my strength. So if I wanna achieve X, Y, Z, maybe I need to consult with someone who has the strength in this area or partner with someone or hire someone. So. I think there does have to be a healthy balance and it's not, we're not trying to discourage people from trying or doing anything. It's, it's the understanding that, you know, sometimes things may not work, but sometimes they will. You just have to know where, where you can sort of play with things a little bit to make it work. Totally. And, and I mean, it's okay that things don't work yeah. so long as you learn about I mean, actually, I'm always saying, always saying to young people, you know, when they feel like failures, I'm always saying, you're not a failure. You're a person who tried a thing. That thing didn't work. Now, what did you learn? Mm -hmm. Because the learning is incredibly valuable. In fact, it is so much more valuable to try and fail and learn mm -hmm. than to try and succeed and learn nothing mm -hmm. and think mm -hmm. that everything's just going to drop on your plate because next time, pound to a penny it's absolutely not right um, and that will have just been you know good luck um <laughs> I I I was just I was interested when you were saying there about um 
about being uh, from the black community mm -hmm. and that that being even more self-limiting belief. So obviously as a female, mm -hmm. and in fact, when I look back as an Irish female, mm -hmm. um, you know, and you probably don't know this, but the Irish were, you know, at the bottom of every, <laughs> of every racial pack. Mm -hmm. um, we did sit probably above black people. Mm -hmm. But barely, mm -hmm. and um, and so there. So you know, even even when I was a girl growing up, you know, it was perfectly acceptable to make jokes about the Irish being particularly stupid, mm -hmm. and every Irish joke was about Irish people are stupid. You know, you grow up starting thinking, "Am I a bit thick? Yeah, like genetically. Like yeah. is that just you... is that just part of what I am? Right. And then you grow up and you think, and am I a thick female? And do females, you know, are they supposed to, you know, just um, clean the home, get married, have babies, do whatever. Mm -hmm. Now I have to say, I grew up in a family where that was not expected. Mm -hmm. And I, we could do whatever, you know, and express ourselves and learn in whatever way we wanted to. Um, and very fortunate to have that. But, but all around me were females who were totally, they had literally no expectations right. of their lives beyond get married, have children, um, clean the house. Mm -hmm full stop, no matter what education they'd been going through, no matter like that was that was the sum total mm -hmm. of their future. And not that there's anything wrong with that, if that is a choice, but if that is a decision already made for you prior to you making any decision about right. what you want out of your life, that is very destructive. That right. is, as you say, totally self-limiting. So mm -hmm. your belief system, a belief system is something that is created Mm -hmm. Isn't that correct? Yes. For you, as you go through life, you right. you build up your belief system. Mm -hmm. So if you're if you believe that you are unworthy, that you are not as as cool, as brilliant, mm -hmm. as funny, as smart as other people, that you therefore do not deserve what those other people have because you simply don't have the fundamental tools. Mm -hmm. If you grow up with those beliefs, you will indeed sell yourself in incredibly short. I was just, um, somebody said, and I don't know who it was, mm -hmm. if you really put a small value upon yourself, mm -hmm. rest assured that the world will not raise your price for you. Oh, that's a good now, one. Isn't that clever? Mm -hmm. That's really clever. Mm -hmm. And it's really true. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I, I listened to a podcast of yours where you were having a real good old ding dong about knowing your worth mm -hmm. and charging your price. Mm -hmm. But then then your guest, I think it was Amber maybe, mm -hmm. uh, said, uh, well, yes, absolutely. You need to name your price, but you also need to be sure that you actually well, have You have, have the price. value. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> because otherwise, somebody somewhere along the line is going to get incredibly disappointed. Uh -huh. <laughs> and you'll out of your job. Right. So, um, so, but it, but it is about, it is about that setting that value on your worth as a human being mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and standing tall to that. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because you mentioned that point and it makes me think too, just in this conversation of self-belief, you know, and especially when we talk about being women and mm -hmm. being women from specific backgrounds, you know, mm -hmm. I always say now when somebody says, oh, should I apply for this job or should I do X, Y, Z? I'm like, yes, and approach it as though you were a mediocre white man. 
Why is that? <laughs> because you can't tell a mediocre white man that he is not worth the salary he is commanding, right? Even if he truly isn't, even if it's fully nepotism in action, even if he barely shows up to the office, he's like, I deserve it all. Why wouldn't I? You know, so I, I think that as, as real people, right, operating in this world, we should have a realistic sense of what our value truly is that we bring to the table, but also recognize just as that, that, past, that quote that you just read, nobody's going to give you anything. So if there are certain things that you know you want and you feel very confident in your skill set, you must ask for them. You must be an advocate for yourself. You must believe in yourself so much so that you would walk in there just like a mediocre white man and ask for what he would ask for. Because so somebody true. else is asking for it. Somebody mm -hmm. else is demanding it. And you won't know, though, if you always play it safe. Like I say, quit playing small in my book. Because that is exactly what so many of us do when we doubt ourselves and we don't believe that we're capable and we don't believe that we're worthy, somebody else out there who is less capable, who doesn't have the skill set that you have, they are valuing themselves at a much higher rate. They are believing in themselves and they are asking for it. And guess what? They are also getting it. And do you know something just on the back of that that I want to say? And this is for, uh, this is actually not, not you believing in yourself, but also um, for people as a community. I want to say all people, okay, but we know that's not actually going to happen. But we also know that we as women and you as a woman of color um, have a harder time than me as a woman of, you know, like pale and blonde. But but we but we all but, but we do inhabit that 50% of the population who are already at the bottom half. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I do feel that it's really important for us as a community of women, at least, at the very least that, to support and extol the talents and virtues of our kind. Yeah. And not to chop off the top, the tall poppies. Because I think a lot of what happens, certainly in where I come from, mm -hmm. okay, so in Ireland, we really don't like, we don't, we don't trust people of extreme talent. Mm. it's very we we really we're very very humble mm -hmm. and modest and we don't like people who who rise above and wow. who are obvious mm. we really don't like it so it's kind, kind of quite the opposite to what you're describing mm -hmm. um in terms of I, mean, I wouldn't say that there's too many irish people standing in front of her and saying i am smart <laughs> wow <laughs> I would, in fact, I'd say there's absolutely none of us. Nobody. Because <laughs> they'll be like, I'm embarrassed. I'm being too much. Mm -hmm. I must, you know. But but uh, we should raise each other up and not pull each other down. Right. And I know that in, in social media, and this is a part, I mean, podcasting is part of social media. So I'm assuming if somebody's listening to this, they're also doing all the other stuff. Mm -hmm. It is, it is drastic the impact that we the negative impact we can have on each other by just a throwaway word yeah by just nonsense mm -hmm. do you know what i mean mm -hmm. um and and if you want to believe in yourself i think at the very least then also demonstrate your belief in others yeah yeah and i i think that there that humbleness that's where that can come in 
because some people are so self-centered on achieving for themselves that they forget that there's a world of people around you who want great for themselves as well. Yes, and, and, and who helped you get there? Nobody gets true. there in a bubble. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so it's it's also having this self-awareness too of how you show up in relationship with other people. Are you being just as supportive as you want other people to be supportive of you? And it, and And I think that there's a lot to be said about self-awareness and what you can do with it when you really tap into it, because I truly think that it makes you a better person. You're able to be in better relationships. You're able to motivate yourself better. You're able to do a lot more than you can if you just go through the world with these rose-colored glasses and just stay content with the person that you are and not really tapping into deeper feelings, emotions, and existence. So I, I mean, I 100% agree that, you know, there is a lot of, there's a lot of work to be done on our society where we can show up better for each other, despite what's happening around us and what feels like is the norm. You know, mm -hmm. because the norm starts to feel on social media, especially starts to feel like show up and say, hey, look at me. I'm so great. You know, but there's a lot of work that can be done for us to show up and say, hey, look at this person. They're so great. Quite right. You know, Quite right. I, I think we I think we we're going to experience a shift right now. We're just in the place where it feels so good for everyone to say, hey, look at me. Because although our society wasn't quite, um, I feel like the American society wasn't quite like the Irish society, um, there's still a whole group of people who didn't feel comfortable saying, hey, look at me. And now they're finding their confidence in different ways. But then that, so that's where that self-awareness piece comes in, because along with finding your confidence, you also have to be aware that how, how you show up now that you found this confidence and mm -hmm. how can you then embrace others and bring them into the fold and help yeah. them, make, if not help them to find their confidence, help them to make help to make them feel comfortable, at least in your presence. Indeed. And that is so um, a philosopher called J.J. Powell. Mm -hmm when I was prepping for this, uh, said it's an absolute human certainty that no one can know his own beauty or perceive his own worth unless, unless it has been reflected back to him in the mirror of another loving, caring human being. Wow. I think, you know, the whole be kind mm -hmm. movement is basically this. Mm -hmm. It's basically assuming that all humans need to have love reflected back to them mm -hmm. in order to become better loving human beings. Now, we all know that there are some human beings who are basically lost to this. Older, pale, <laughs> you know, male, <laughs> sitting at the top of the tree, kind of lost to this. Yeah, okay? yeah. But, but as a whole society, I, you know, I always worry about, about small children, when I see small children, um, 
with parents who are for whatever reason not up to the job they're stressed they're Mm -hmm. just they have not been well parented themselves they pass along this burden of Mm self-doubt this burden of self-hate onto their children and you never know who got that and who didn't as they grow up and so i think it's always amazing if you can take the moment and the energy to to at least smile, to at least give someone the time mm-hmm. of day, to listen to what they have to say, um, and to treat them in the way that you'd want to be treated. I don't know. That sounds probably a bit light and trite, but but it's actually a thing. I no, think. it is. It, it it it's really real, and I think it's also that idea of you don't know what battles people are fighting. You know. You don't know whether it's an emotional, whether an emotional battle, whether it's a health related battle, whether it's relationship with family, like you don't know what people are going through. So when we can, it is so much better for us to offer kindness to people because that may change someone. You you don't know, you don't know, but in an interaction with you, if you have an awareness of how you want to be and and show up for other people, your positivity and your light may shine on someone in a way that impacts them greater than you would have even known. And that impact, you may not even see that impact right away, but their experience with you may then roll over into their life and how they then interact with and share their experiences with other people. Sometimes we don't know the impact that we truly have. And like you said, a kind word, a smile, those are the starts for a lot of people. You know, mm-hmm. you smile at someone and then you start to engage in conversation, you may change their whole day. You know, you they may you may say something that they absolutely needed to hear. And you know what's so funny, this is one of those viral, you know, video moments, but I I did watch a video yesterday and it was, this guy was delivering a package and he delivered it to a home and the homeowner was watching him on the ring app. And he said, Oh, here he is. Here he is. And so he runs and opens the door as soon as the guy delivers a package. And he kind of caught the guy off guard, but the guy was a very good sport about all this. So when he opens the door, the, the homeowner has like three envelopes on his door and they have questions on them. And he says, there's something inside. And if you don't mind, if you have a moment, would would you want to play this game with me? And so the delivery guy is like, sure, kind of like, I'll humor you for a second. And you can tell most times on his route, he probably doesn't even get this much human interaction, right? Especially from a friendly space. So he plays the game. In the end, all of the envelopes had money in them. And as he got the questions right, in the end, he was able to open up every envelope and, and take money out. And he had about, I think it was like $62 or something, $62 or $82. In the end, there was a final envelope and he didn't get the question right. But the man gave him that envelope anyway, and it had $100 in there. And when, when he even opened up the envelopes that had the $62 in it, he told that man, he said, he just stopped for a minute. And he was just like, you could tell, overcome with emotion. He said, This is the difference between me paying my rent and not. 
This money is the difference between me paying my rent and not. And he paused and he could tell he was getting emotional. And he said, I didn't, when I woke up this morning, I did not know how I was going to pay my rent. And then when he gave him that extra hundred dollars, he just, he's like, here, man, you didn't get the question right, but it's pretty evident that you need this more than we do. And he said, we, which let me know that he had a family as well in that house. And the man was so overcome with emotion. He couldn't really say much more. He, he got down on his knees and then he finally came back up and he just, he kind of walked away, but he just waved back and said, thank you. Thank you so much. But you knew that this really changed his day and made an impact in his life way more than that man, I'm sure, even set out to do. And now what is he going to do? He's probably going to pay it forward when he's able to because he's never going to forget that. So now the way that he's going to go about the rest of his day and the way that he's going to interact with other people is going to be forever changed. So it's those types of things that we can do as people, even if it's not monetary. Sometimes it's just an emotional support, just a conversation that we can share with other people who really, truly may be in need of it because you don't know what types of battles people are fighting. So what I say is when you encounter somebody and something in your spirit, something in your gut says, do something, say something, do it. Do it because there's there's a reason that you're being prompted to do, say, or act because that person probably needs it. You just don't know it. You'll have no way of knowing it. And to look back to where we are in self-belief, at the very least, at the very least, what you are doing in paying someone positive attention mm -hmm. in whatever way you do is you are reinforcing for them a moment of belief in self that yes. believes that I too have value in this world. Yep. And if you can give someone no more than that, if that is the pinnacle of what you can give someone, that has got such meaning. Mm -hmm. Because without a belief that you have value in this world, mm -hmm. then you have no future. Yeah. You, you can see nothing beyond yourself. Mm -hmm. And when the future is black and bleak, this is what ultimately creates a devastating and negative life. Yeah, absolutely. 100% agree. Self-belief is the entrepreneur's secret weapon. It doesn't have to be arrogant or unrealistic. It just has to allow you to give yourself a chance to say yes. To not dull every positive thought with a larger, louder, negative one that entraps all forward momentum inside the cycle of self-disbelief. Self-belief can also be inflated, of course. Many the graduate who's floundered earlier in their career because they believed they knew it all but I'm guessing this is not you. If you've been listening, it's because somewhere deep, deep inside is a little voice trying to get heard. The one that is saying, I can do that. At least I can try. I am valuable and worth the risk. I can survive. I can even thrive. This is the Survival A to Z podcast. My guest was Ayana Angel. I'm Alison Hogg. And until next time, allow yourself to remember that you are so much stronger than you believe, so much braver than you seem, and so much smarter than you think. Mm -hmm.